Welcome to the PC Speaking Podcast Series, Through the Bible in a Year, where we come together for daily reading and reflection as we journey through the Scriptures. Let's dive into today's episode with Pastor Chris Miller. Hello and welcome back to the PC Speaking Podcast and our series, Through the Bible in a Year. Today is day number 24 of our program, January 24th. If you're going by the calendar date, and started on January 1st. Today we are finishing up the book of Genesis. We're going to be in chapters 49 and 50. I guess you could call it the end of the beginning. And then we're moving on to a new book today. The book of Exodus will be in chapter one. And from the New Testament, our reading will be Matthew uh, 16. Well, uh, just as we'll do an overview and then we'll do our reading and then we'll come back for just a few very brief meditations, thoughts for the day, just some things to think about and settle ourselves in God's word. Genesis chapter 49, Jacob blesses uh, each of his 12 sons before he dies. His blessings involve prophecies and about the roles and the destiny his sons will have. And, uh, those sons will become the heads of the 12 tribes of Israel. And then moving over to Genesis chapter 50, the final chapter of the book of Genesis, uh, Jacob dies and his death marks a time of mourning for his family and Joseph being a prominent figure in Egypt, which we've obviously established. He uh, makes sure that his father receives an honorable burial and that signifies the end of an era. For the family of Jacob and a very moving moment of closure as we come to end of the beginning and the end of this chapter in the nation of Israel. And then we move on to the book of Exodus. And this, this recounts uh, the growth of Jacob's descendants, the nation of Israel. Um, from now on, they're known as the Israelites. Uh, in Egypt, and however, a new Pharaoh has come along and he is... Uh, not friendly with the Israelites. He fears their increasing numbers and he makes them slaves. And that sets the, the stage for the deliverance to come quite some time later. And then over into Matthew chapter 16, in the New Testament, Jesus engages with the Pharisees once again, as he often does. And he challenges them and the Sadducees. Uh, he warns them against uh, hypocrisy of seeking signs while ignoring the spiritual truths that are right in front of them. So we could probably all stand to think about at times. And Jesus also questions his disciples about his identity, to which Peter acknowledges Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, something to think about in our reading today, particularly from the New Testament, is the identity of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God, and the significance of that in light of his sacrifice on the cross. Well, let's go to our reading for today. We're going to start, well, the end of the beginning. Genesis 49, then 50, Exodus 1, Matthew 16 from the New Testament. Starting in Genesis chapter 49, it says, Jacob called his sons and said, gather yourselves together so that I may tell you what will befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together and hear, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of my dignity, the excellency of power. Unstable as water, you shall not excel because you went up to your father's bed 
then you defiled it. You went up to my couch. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Weapons of violence are their swords. Let my soul not enter into their council. Let my glory not be united with their assembly. For their anger, they killed men. And in their self-will, they hamstrung oxen. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah, your brothers shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's son will bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. For the prey, my son, you have gone up. He crouches and lies down like a lion, and as a lion who dares rouse him. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lover give her from between his feet until Shiloh comes. And to him will be the obedience of the people. He tethers his foal to the vine, and his colt to the choicest vine. He washes his garments in wine, his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth whiter than milk. Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea, and he shall be a haven of ships. His border shall be at Sidon. Issachar is a strong donkey, lying down between two burdens. He saw that a resting place was good, and that the land was pleasant. So he bowed his shoulder to bear the burden and became a slave to forced labor. Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent by the road, a viper on the path that bites the horse's heels so that its rider will fall backward. Oh, wait for your salvation, O Lord. Gad shall be attacked by raiding bands, but he shall raid at their heels. Asher's food shall be rich and he shall yield royal delicacies. Naphtali is a doe set loose. He gives beautiful words. Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by spring, whose branches run over all the wall. The archers bitterly attacked him. They shot at him and hated him, but his bow remained firm. His arms were agile because of the hands of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, because of the God of your father who will help you, and by the Almighty who will bless you with blessings from heaven above, blessings from the deep that lies beneath the blessings of the breasts and the womb. The blessings of your father have surpassed the blessings of my fathers up to the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. There will be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him who set apart from his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning, he devours the prey and at night he divides the spoil. These are all the 12 tribes of Israel. And this is what their father said to them when he blessed them. He blessed them each with the blessing appropriate to him. Then he charged them and said to them, I'm about to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought along with the field from Ephron the Hittite as a burial place. They buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife, there. They buried Isaac and Rebekah, his wife, there. And I buried Leah there. The field and the cave that is there were purchased from the children of Heth, when Jacob finished instructing his sons, he drew his feet into the bed, breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. Genesis chapter 50. Then Joseph fell on his father's face and wept over him and kissed him. Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. Forty days were required for him, for such is the time required for those who are embalmed. Then the Egyptians mourned for him seventy days. When the days of his mourning were past, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have favor in your eyes, speak to Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, saying, I am to, about to die. Bury me in my tomb, which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. 
Now, therefore, please let me go up and bury my father, and then I will return. Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, as he had made you swear to do. Joseph went up to bury his father, and all the servants of Pharaoh went up with him too, the elders of his household and all the elders of the land of Egypt, all the house of Joseph and all his brothers and his father's household. They left only their little ones and their flocks and their herds in the land of Goshen. Both the chariots and horsemen also went up with him. It was a very great company. When they came to the threshing floor of Atad, which beyond the Jordan, they moved with a great and very sorrowful lamentation. He observed seven days of mourning for his father. When the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning at the threshold of the floor of Atad, they said, This is a grievous mourning for the Egyptians. Therefore, the place was called Abel Mizraim, which is beyond the Jordan. So his sons did with him just as he commanded them. For his sons carried him into the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah near Mamre, which Abraham bought with the field as a burial site from Ephron the Hittite. After he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, he and his brothers and all who went up with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and will certainly pay us back for all the wrong we did to him. So they went, sent Joseph a message saying, your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, I beg you, forgive the transgressions of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the transgressions of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face and said, We are your servants. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for I am in the place of for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, in order to bring it about, as it is this day, to save many lives. So now do not fear, I will pride you and your little ones. So he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph stayed in Egypt. He and his father's household, and Joseph lived 110 years. Joseph saw Ephraim's children to the third generation. Also, the children of Mekir, the son of Manasseh, were brought up to Joseph's knees. Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die. God will surely come to you and bring you out of this land, to the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Then Joseph bade the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died at the age of 110 years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Exodus chapter 1. Now these are the names of the sons of Israel which came into Egypt. Each man and his household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. All the people who came from the seed of Jacob were 70 people, but Joseph was in Egypt already. Joseph died, as did all his brothers and all that generation. Nevertheless, the sons of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and became exceedingly mighty so that the land was filled with them. Now there rose up a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. He said to his people, Surely the people of the sons of Israel are more numerous and powerful than we. Come, let us deal wisely with them lest they multiply and it come to pass that they that when any war breaks out, they also join our enemies and fight against us and escape from the land. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their labor. They built the Pharaoh's storage cities, Pithom and Ramesses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew, so that as a result, 
they abhorred the sons of Israel. The Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard service in mortar and in brick and in all manner and service in the field. All their service in which they made them serve was with rigor. The king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of one was Shifra, and the name of the other was Pua. And he said, when you perform the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women and see them on stools, if it is a son, then you must kill him. But if it is a daughter, then she may live. However, the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded, but kept the male children alive. The king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, why have you done this thing and preserved the male children's lives? The midwives said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwives come to them. Therefore, God dealt well with the midwives and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. So it happened that because of the midwives feared God, he gave them families. Pharaoh charged all his people saying, you must cast every son that is born into the river and you must preserve every daughter's life. Over to the New Testament, Matthew chapter 16. The Pharisees and the Sadducees came and testing him, asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and overcast. O you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. So he left them and departed. But when his disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. But when Jesus perceived it, he said to them, O you of little faith, why reason among yourselves that it is because you have brought no bread? Do not yet do you not yet understand and remember the five loaves and the five thousand and how many baskets you collected, or the seven loaves of the four thousand and how many baskets you collected? How is it that you do not understand that I spoke to you about not concerning bread, but that you should be aware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Then they understood that he did not tell them to be aware of the yeast of the bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? They said, some say you are John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples to tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised on the third day. Then Peter took him and began rebuking him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things that are of God, but those that are of men. 
Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come with the angels in his glory of his Father, and then he will repay every man according to his works. Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Well, that's our reading for the day. Um, As we wrap this up, we'll just go over just a few brief thoughts to consider for the day, from the day's reading, to think about, settle ourselves in God's word for the day. As we close the book of Genesis today, and think on, you know, the things that Jacob says to his sons, the blessings, and consider in that, you know, the impact of your actions on future generations and the spiritual legacy you might leave behind. And Jesus, in the reading from the New Testament today, calls calls um, calls people to take up the cross and follow him. And that highlights the sacrificial nature of discipleship and the need for commitment in doing so. And one of the struggles with that is that there's always that tension between, you know, worldly desires, thoughts, behavior, and answering that call. And that's something that we all have to work through at times. And as a thought today, as a thought to meditate on, how can we align our priorities to answer the call to follow Jesus while navigating the demands and the desires of this world? Well, that's our reading for today. And I hope to speak with you again tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today on the PC Speaking Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of Through the Bible in a Year. If you have found this helpful, please follow the podcast and share it with a friend. It is our hope and prayer that every episode helps enrich your relationship with God and His Word. 